Good morning, saints, members, and friends. Welcome to this first Sunday of May 2020. The coronavirus pandemic has changed life for us. But you know, this wasn't the first plague that hit mankind that changed lives. If we go back to biblical times, we see many plagues. But let's go to 2 Kings chapter 5 and see what lessons can be learned there. 2 Kings 5 and 1 says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Our sermon topic today is seven lessons from a leper. Seven lessons from a leper. So right from the beginning of chapter 5, we see a great and valiant man, a soldier named Naaman, who had everything he needed for a life of success. But he had one problem and that was an incurable disease. Lesson number one is that nothing you can ever be or do is above God. All of us are born with at least one disease for which we need God for a cure. That disease is sin. The Bible says in verses 2 and 3 that bands from Aaron Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master, that is Naaman, would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Now she was talking about Elisha the prophet. Here is the lesson. Lesson number two, a young slave girl is willing to witness to her foreign masters about God. She tells her mistress about God's prophet, Elisha, even in the midst of her oppression. First Peter 3 and 15 says that we are to be ready to give an account for the hope that is in us. Be a witness for God. Always be ready. Well, Naaman heard this, and then he went to his king, King Aram, who gladly sent him to the king of Israel with money, gifts, and a letter that said, I am sending you my servant Naaman so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Well, as soon as the king of Israel read the letter, He tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? You see, King Aram assumed that if the king of Israel had a prophet in his country capable of curing leprosy, that he had a relationship with that prophet and that he, the king of Israel, knew God for himself. 
Well, quite the contrary. Because the word says in verse 7 that he did not, that he was upset and frustrated and that he tore his robe. See, lesson number three is that many of our government leaders and politicians do not know God and therefore cannot lead God's people with sound judgment. We need to pray for their salvation and wisdom from God. And as much as possible, we need to vote for godly leadership. The word says in verses 8 through 10, When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robe, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Well, but Elisha didn't come out. He sent his messenger to see Naaman. It says, Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash. Wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away very angry. Here is lesson four. You see, God's ways are not our ways. They are much higher. And we must learn to accept our blessings the way they come. Don't show yourselves proud. Naaman wanted a lot of pomp and circumstance. He wanted Elisha the prophet to come out and treat him with a lot of honor and respect and perhaps wave a scepter over him and pronounce him cured of leprosy. But when Elisha did not come out, Naaman felt insulted and belittled. Not only that, Naaman questioned the fact that Elisha's servant told him to go wash in the muddy Jordan River rather than the cleaner rivers in his own country of Syria. Again, lesson four is that we must accept God's ways and God's answers even when we don't understand them or like them. Right now with the coronavirus pandemic, God is breaking down and tearing up evil strongholds that have led, held us captive for ages in the church and in society. We may have prayed for this to come. And now that God has brought the answer, we're upset and mad, anxious. We need to sing like our forefathers. Any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Well, back to Naaman. As he was sulking, some of his servants urged him to reconsider and to do the thing that had been prescribed. After all, if he had been told to do a harder thing, he would have done it. Isn't that just like us? The simple act of repenting our sins and turning our life over to an all-knowing God just seems too easy for some of us. We're looking to do something much harder 
and we lose out on the very present help that is available. Thank God for the men around Naaman who gave him good advice. Lesson number five, surround yourself with godly men and women who will pray for you, pray with you, and keep you accountable to God. When Naaman dipped himself seven times in the River Jordan, his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. He was so happy. He then went back to the prophet Elisha and offered to pay him. But Elisha refused, even though Naaman offered fervently. Remember in Acts 8 and 20, Peter answered the man who wanted to buy the ability to lay hands on others to receive the Holy Spirit. He said, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. True servants of God realize that God's gift have, gifts have no price tag. Elisha, by refusing to accept the money at that time, was simply allowing all the credit and the glory to go to God and not to him. Gehazi, Elijah's servant, didn't quite understand that. He coveted all that Naaman had, so much so that he ran after Naaman and asked for the clothing and money by telling a lie. He brought those things back and hid them. He then lied to Elisha about having them. However, the man of God knew the truth. The final verse of 2 Kings chapter 5 says, Leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence and he was leprous, as white as snow. Lesson number six, do not covet. You may be unknowingly coveting someone's problems and their issues as well. And by gaining riches by dishonesty, that will most certainly ruin your witness for God and possibly ruin your life. Finally, lesson number seven comes from Luke chapter 17. Remember when Jesus healed, healed ten lepers? Only one returned to thank him. That one was made whole. Wholeness meant he was fully repaired and capable of moving forward. So lesson number seven is that thanksgiving and an attitude of gratitude towards God is always appropriate. Seven lessons from a leper. Lesson number one, we all need God. Number two, be ready to witness for God. Number three, pray for godly leadership in government. Number four, be willing to accept God's ways. Number five, 
Surround yourself with godly men and women. Number six, do not covet the riches of others. Number seven, be thankful to God. Lord, please help us to not only be hearers of your word, but doers as well. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you on today.